0: everyone and welcome to episode number 78 of the nxt nightcap recapping the highs and lows from wwe's developmental brand i am your host and humble guide keila cash thank you so much for joining me as week 130 of Topia continues happy wednesday morning afternoon and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of wwe and AEW continues and last night was NXT 2 going down live from the wwe performance center in orlando florida and we kick things off with cameron grimes versus jd mcdonough and this was by far the best match from last night's show. Very physical in nature as Grimes lit up J.D. with kicks and strikes to the chest and face. He was violent. He was gnarly. And eventually J.D. sweeps Grimes' legs <laughs> by using his legs in a pretty creative spot. Then he goes for an end ring twisting Pescado on Grimes for a near fall before going after the left knee of Cameron Grimes. And as we get knee deep in this match, there is someone watching from afar, high above a pedal in the form of Joe Gacy. And I groaned because we know Grimes has been on the slide as of late losing the NXT North America Championship to Carmelo Hayes at In Your House, losing a shot at the NXT Championship to Braun Breaker at the Great American Bash a couple of weeks ago. And now he's facing JD McDonough, another very competitive matchup as JD goes after the knee by slamming it against the ring post repeatedly. Eventually, Grimes fires up with an enziguri and he unleashes a series of slaps on JD McDonough and super kicks him for a very close near fall. JD grabs The left leg of Grimes grabs to the knee again, but Grimes responds with a knee strike that lays out both men for a bit. So... The fight comes down to this. Grimes is going for a soccer kick by using the apron for leverage, but JD traps Cameron Grimes' leg between the ring ropes and he kicks at the injured leg repeatedly and he's able to take advantage by landing a suplex on Grimes for the win a short time later. This was a really good match. The crowd came alive down the stretch. They love the action and I think that JD won over some fans because when he debuted a couple of weeks ago, he got like a uh, reaction and then last week he got the go-away treatment. This week, he kind of showed up to say i'm a player here i'm an ace for a reason and this is why and he showed that last night against cam and grimes and grimes always shows up big for these type of situations and this leads to grimes leaving the building early because he doesn't want to answer any questions about recent losses over the nxt North American titles and he's confronted by Joe Gacy who oversaw the match earlier and Grimes says did you hear me I don't want to talk about it right now I want to go home he storms out of the PC and I get the sense that Joe Gacy is going to be recruiting Cameron Grimes to join his schism and I am horrified because this gimmick is death we got the official word That it was, in fact, the former grizzled young veterans as the bootleg druids. And now they have brand new names, they're clean shaven, and they look generic as fuck. James Drake is now known as Jagger Reed. And my guy, Zach Gibson, is forever known as Rip Fowler with a white contact lens in his right eye. And they are soon to be recognized as the most dangerous force in NXT 2.0 with Joe Gacy by their side. And possibly Cameron Grimes will join the fold as well. My God, what a mess. And I lived for Grizzle Young Veterans for a very long time. And I hope that in spite of this dumbass revamp, that Gibson and Drake, now known as Fowler and Reed, are able to deliver in the ring like they used to the Druid garb was taking away from their natural talent in the ring. I hope we still see them work like the or Young Veterans and not generic wrestlers 1 and 2 from 2K22. That would suck because I already don't like Joe Gacy and I don't want to not like these guys either because they're too good for this gimmick but I digress on all of that as we move on to Corey J dressed in all black which means she's a heel now and she still holds one half of the NXT women's tag team titles and she cuts promo that is good, contextually speaking, but the delivery needs some work because Cora Jade was jealous of the fact that Roxanne Perez showed up and stole her spotlight. This time last year, Cora Jade was a rising star. She was the breakout of the NXT women's division, soon to be the next NXT women's champion. She got the glory at war games, jumping off the cage and landing a set on through a table for the applause of it all. And the people are saying, you got next Corey Jade, but then my best friend shows up. I opened the door for Roxanne Perez because I want to win the tag team titles with my best friend. But then I realized she was stealing my spotlight. She was now the next big thing. She was now the breakout star. She now had a contract, earning herself a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. But she put that aside, and we became the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Besties together, winning tag team gold. And not 30 minutes later, she wanted it all. She didn't give a damn about me or these titles. All she cared about was being a double champion. And those that cheer for me right now, you wanted Roxy Two Belts last week, so save it. That selfish bitch took away my moment, our moment, because she wanted that NXT Women's Championship for herself. Our friendship be damned. So I realized at that point that Roxanne was using me to make her way to the very top of the NXT women's division. So last week, I jumped her. I attacked her. I dashed her hopes and dreams of becoming a double champion. But as I hold this title over my shoulder, I realize that it means absolutely nothing. Just like my friendship with Roxanne Perez. So Corey gets out of the ring and she says, you know what? Like my friendship with Roxanne Perez was all a lie, so is this championship. Welcome to the generation of Jade because I'm wired a bit differently. And this title means even less to me now. And she throws the tag team title belt in the trash a la Medusa Nitro 99 to 5. And they're in the segment, and I think that was very symbolic of how WWE is booked the NXT Women's Tag Team titles as of late, and that really screams what they haven't done with the Tag Team titles on the main roster as of late as well. I hope this is not the end of these Tag Team titles on this sorry, sad note, but if you're gonna go out like this, then fine. Let's go out on a controversial note, because if you don't care about these titles, why should we? If you're not going to put any effort in these titles to mean something regarding the championship, the champions and the challengers, then please retire these belts into further notice. I hate the symbolism of throwing it in the trash, but when you book the division like trash, hell, it's kind of poetic in the end, isn't it? But nice job, Cora Jade. I just need better delivery from her moving forward. She was just going through the lines. I want to feel what she's saying next time. And I just want her to step out of her comfort zone a bit, take some more risks, and I think she'll be good to go. But that comes with experience, and she'll get that in due time on 2.0 and beyond. Next up is Roderick Strong versus Damon Kemp. A good match as Damon Kemp continues to improve in the ring. Roddy Strong is a great guide in the ring as it goes after the abdomen Of Damon Kemp with a nice semi low blow, and he goes for Gut Busters and he grounds Kemp for a bit, but Kemp does fire back with clothesline, suplexes, and a spear through the ropes for a very close near fall. Then we go to the big screen with Tony D calling out Roddy Strong saying, Hey, We got your tag team champs down and out backstage. And we see Legato and Stax put the boots to the Creed brothers. And Tony D says, hey, we're the strongest family here, not you. And Damon Kemp wants to help his brothers out backstage. But Roddy Strong is all about the win. He delivers a jumping knee strike to Damon Kemp for the win. And then he runs backstage to be the hero. And chastises Damon Kemp for being late. I wonder why. Because Roddy valued the win over saving his partners and the clutch but this is going to lead to an eight man tag team match next week involving the Creed brothers reigning, defending NXT tag team champions alongside Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp versus Tony D'Angelo, Stacks and Cruz del Toro alongside Joaquin Wilde. And I get this sneaky suspicion that Roderick Strong is going to flip on Diamond Mine next week, despite the rah rah speech he gave backstage earlier in the show saying, Diamond Mine is forever. I'm the leader. Follow my lead. We got this. And I just sense that Roddy's going to flip officially and just abandon his crew. And I sense a battle between Julius and Roddy incoming, the final battle. I would love to see it. I do laugh every time that Julius gets mad. He wants to rip off his shirt to show off his abs. And I stare respectively because he looks good. And there's no denying that. But I just find it interesting every time he gets mad. Let me pop off my shirt and show off my abs. I appreciate the work. Indeed I do. As we move on to Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, the NXT UK tag team champions going up against pretty deadly for the titles. And this match was fine for what it was. An interesting highlight was Josh Briggs throwing Elton Prince out of the ring and Prince accidentally tackles Fallon Henley at ringside and things get very tested between both tag teams. As we go to commercial break, we come back and pretty deadly are working over Brooks Jensen slowing down the pace a lot with their nice double team moves. Eventually Josh Briggs is the hot tag. He cleans house on both members a pretty deadly. But we get some cheating courtesy of Prince and Rosen as Prince hands Rosen one half of the NXT UK tag team titles and Prince is going to take the other title and give it to Josh Briggs to set him up. That's going to lead to a distraction, which will lead to... Wilson using the other tag team belt to attack Briggs but Fallon Henley gets involved to take the championship away from Wilson and meanwhile Prince is at ringside and he gets booted by Brooks Jensen so Fallon Henley and Kit Wilson fight over the tag team titles Josh Briggs rose up Kit for a near fall and eventually Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs hits the high low on Kid Wilson as Briggs covers him to retain the NXT UK tag team titles. The match was fine, but I'm not feeling Briggs and Jensen as a tag team. I'm sorry. Jensen is very green still, and I feel like his character is pretty one note Despite the version gimmick of it all that NXT 2.0 threw upon him months ago with his very strong dominant right hand. But I digress on all of that. But I'm just not feeling them as a tag team still. Briggs is very good for those power spots of being a hoss. But the chemistry, despite Fallon Henley added to the mix, is not there in the ring as they still don't show me complete tag team just yet and they're repping nxt uk there's a standard that must be met and right now that standard is falling short despite their efforts in the ring next up is the return of nxt champion bond breaker and he notes that things have gotten personal as of late with cameron grimes coming for his bloodline but it's okay i respect a guy that confronts me face to face like a man and faces me for this championship. He gave me a great fight. I cannot say the same for J.D. McDonough, who attacked me from behind and put me through a table and threatened my career by going after my arm. He'll pay for that, so come on out here, J.D. I've been looking for you all night. Where are you? J.D. appears backstage with a mannequin, very Grey's Anatomy, and he circles Braun Breaker's shoulder injury by way of the mannequin, saying... I've already wounded you. You'll never be the same. I know exactly how to hurt you and tear every tendon in that arm. And sometime very soon, we'll meet for that NXT championship and I will have the key to beating you. And it's all in the arm. And Braun Breaker says, you know what? If you don't want to come out of here like a man that tells me you don't have any balls, but if you need to borrow some, you can take some off the mannequin. And that kind of pops the crowd for a bit. JD still talks about the arm He says, I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to maim it and you will never be the same. Are you sure that's what you want? And Breaker's like, listen, you can rip my arm out of his socket and I will still grab it to beat your ass with it. So let's go. And I just love the intensity from Breaker. JD was pretty good in this setting as well. And this should be a very good NXT championship match whenever it goes down, presumably at the next Peacock special in late August, according to reports that tend to be accurate when it comes to quarterly specials going down on the cock but as always we shall see next up is the in-ring debut of axiom aka a kid versus dante chen and this was a nice showcase for axiom love the entrance very superior ask and the mask i just think that a kid has a great charismatic face that you should not be hiding i get the idea of pushing him as a superhero I just want the mask to be a bit more expressive and emotive because he can't emote in this mask. Now I lived through this Sin Cara era of WWE could fly around and make things look magnificent when he was on. But at the end of the day, I still need you to emote something from your face. Cause all you got is your legs and your arms and your high flying, which is nice, but I will love a bit more emotion to feel what he's doing between the notes in the ring. But his talent is undeniable as he gave us a show via a Tornado DDT, a high cross body, a Pele kick, and a running pump super kick for the win. Very nice victory for the artist formerly known as a kid now known as axiom and Dante Chen at moments as well. The nice to world backbreaker and showed flashes of what he can be. I saw him a few times on 2.0 late last year. And I think an injury kind of derail things a bit, but if given more time, he can be somebody that can stand out in a good way with more experience, of course, but a kid axiom, whatever you want to call him. He's got all the tools to be great. If you get Nathan Fraser back in the mix, you got a dynamic roster of guys that can deliver to complement some of the greenness that can kind of permeate on the show from time to time. But nice debut by Axiom, nonetheless. I want a better mask so I can see him be a bit more expressive to bring the crowd in to his matches from an emotional standpoint. He's got a great face at least give me the eyes <laughs> so we can emotionally connect with me from home and the people for that matter to fire them up when need be. And now it is time for our main event. It is a 20 woman battle Royal for a shot at the NXT women's championship. And the participants are Cora Jade, Tiffany Stratton, Tatum Paxley, Kiana James, Andy Hartwell, Nikita Lyons, Alba Fire, Katana Chance, Kaden Carter, Ivy Nowell, Wendy Chu, Amari Miller, Fallon Henley, Ulyssa Leon, Valentina Feroz, Electra Lopez, Lash Legend, Sloan Jacobs, Ariana Grace, and Zoe Stark. A surprise return in the 20th spot, and I'm very happy to see Zoe Stark. She was one of my faves. On NXT 1.0, 1.5, before the switch over to 2.0 last year, she improved rapidly. And she's a nice hybrid of a high flyer and striker that will give you the business when need be. I remember she had a very ambitious match against Io Shirai didn't quite click for me, but when they became a tag team, you could see them really foster a pretty solid relationship. And Zoe does have what it takes to be a standout star on her own as she gains more raps and experience in the ring. And this match was better than expected. Tiffany Stratton was a standout alongside Wendy Chu who had a Kofi Kingston moment by using her pillow to save herself from elimination. But it was short-lived as Tiffany whacked her with her own tumbler to get wind of Wendy Chu a short time later. Cora J ducked the fight early on and she was surrounded by 19 other women who wanted to beat her ass for dumping the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship in the trash can. Ivy now gave chase, but eventually Ivy now gets into it with Katana Chance and Caden and Carter, as they're all eliminated from this match. And Tatum Paxley, in an act of great sacrifice, eliminates herself by delivering a cross body to Katana Chance. And that was something, as she continues to show a loyalty to Ivy and Allen, to a larger extent, Diamond Mine as well. Another highlight was Alba Fire and Lash Legend eliminating each other at one point as well, as they continue their feud. Other eliminations included Zori Stark laying out Valentina Feroz with Ruisa Leon picking up her tag team partner, but Stark super kicks Valentina to knock out both team members officially. The final four is Kiana James, Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark, and Tiffany Stratton. And I got to say Nikita Lyons did her thing in this match. She delivered a very strong German suplex to Zoe Stark that got some distance this time. So if she's going to use her power, You've got to use it convincingly. She did so last night, and she took out Tiffany with a spin kick, goes for a cyclone kick on James. Doesn't quite land it perfectly, but I like the rapid fire strikes of Nikita Lyons. That's what she does best, kicking the shit out of people like it's a game of Tekken a Mortal Kombat. That's what she's good at, and she eliminates James in quick order, but Tiffany Stratton eliminates Nikita Lyons in a surprising moment. Now it comes down to Zoe Stark And Tiffany Stratton Tiffany tries to skin the cat to get back in the ring. It does not work. And she simply gets back in the ring as calmly as possible. And she goes after Zoe Stark with that hand spring elbow in the corner. But she gets caught by Stark who hits her with an inside out suplex and they fight on the apron for a bit. Jockeying for position. We got some near falls off the apron by Stratton who hangs on by the apron skirt. She's holding off for dear life, but eventually Zoe Stark eliminates Tiffany Stratton and she's moving on to face Mandy Rose, for the NXT Women's Championship. But don't forget that Cora Jade was never eliminated from this match. She tries to go for a sneak attack on Zori Stark. Zori senses it and she tosses Cora Jade's ass out of the ring to win the match officially. And the show ends with Zori Stark staring up at the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose as she poses with the rest of toxic attractions, see Jane and Gigi Dolan. And this match will go down very soon, maybe at the next Takeover Adjacent show we shall see. Nice return for Zori Stark who suffered a gnarly injury at last year's Halloween Havoc via that ladder match for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. I don't foresee Zori Stark being the one to dethrone Mandy Rose. That might come down to Roxanne Perez and Dora Nikita Lyons. We saw both matches recently. Nikita Lyons is still very green. She had moments of being good last night, but she has a ways to go. Roxanne Perez is the more complete performer of the two and I can see her having next. And finally Dethroning Mandy to win the championship. Mandy Rose has been a solid champion, but her championship matches have not been strong. And if I go back two years ago, Mandy was a better worker then than she is right now. And I don't know when that plateau hit. And ever since then, she's been meandering about until she got caught up or call back down to NXT last year, and she needed something fresh to work with. And I think toxic attraction has been a good thing for her. But once again, I don't see any progression in the ring for Mandy Rose. I see a bit of a regression, I'm being honest. And my concern is if WWE calls up toxic attraction to the main roster prior to the draft and or afterwards, then we're back to square one with Mandy Rose being viewed as nothing more than a sex pot. And we had Sonya Deville call her out on that during their epic promo exchange. So you're back to where we were a couple of years ago. And I don't want to go back to that because Mandy had more depth being a baby face. She had more edge in the ring and she was actually starting to find herself. And now we're back to where we were three or four years ago. It's Mandy. It's the goddess. But now it's all about toxic attraction. I want this group to get over based on what they can do along With their sex appeal, it's got to go hand in hand. And if they move this act from the PC to the main roster, the work rate has got to get better for Mandy. It has to because WWE might be a cosmetics first business, but this fan base wants to see good action in the ring. They want to see people that can work, that can bring something to the table as a wrestler. Mandy had it a couple of years ago and she kind of lost it. And then WWE says, hey, let's let you go back to being a sex pod and letting you be about the looks of it all. And to a point, it's worked on 2.0, but we're back to where we were five years ago. I don't think it's going to fly back on the main roster when there's no sizable growth from an in-ring standpoint. That's my worry. I hope there's a reconnection on the main roster. And I think that Mandy has done a nice job elevating Jessie Jane and Gigi Dolan as a formidable tag team. That can stand out in a good way. But Mandy herself, I still feel a bit lost. And I know what she can do because I've seen her do it. And I would love to see her do it again with more context and more depth in the months to come. But as always, we shall see. As you wrap up a better NXT than we've seen in the last few weeks or so. I was very irritated last week. I feel a bit better this week. Great opener, solid main event. The middle was kind of iffy, but this was an inoffensive show, which is a step up for NXT 2.0. I gotta say, here's hoping they maintain that momentum leading into their next quarterly special on Peacock in a few weeks time and on that note this wraps up episode number 78 of the nxt nightcap recapping the highs and lows from wwe's developmental brand i hope you enjoyed it as always you can follow me on social media at lady wrestling x on twitter and on instagram or There they can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping monday night raw nxt 2.0 aw dynamite friday night smackdown on fox and AEW rampage on tnt You know what to do, such of Topia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Radio. TuneIn, plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 73 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. (music)